Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue our director's spotlight on michael mann with his man hunter released august 15th 1986 it was written based on the novel red dragon by uh, thomas harris and uh written for the screen by michael mann directed by michael mann i'm colton robertson i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it is always a pleasure to have you we got a been a while since i feel like we've done a first watch for the both of us Mm, it's very rare very common for me but um very rare for you and it feels like every time that i we do get around to a first watch for me for some reason that's the one you have seen that's true you know what i'm saying yeah what what seven i remember like i love seven you just never saw it um, um I was, oh, there was the one prestige, uh, the prestige. The prestige I was waiting for you to get yes, to. Yes. Um, Tenet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of them here and there. Um, but yeah, completely brand spanking new uh, for this one for me as well. Same here. No, no previous knowledge. A lot of man. We got Michael Mann, Man Hunter. Michael Mann, uh, Man Hunter. It's almost like he's like delivering like his title alongside his name. Michael yeah. Mann, Man Hunter. Yeah, and uh, not not a very woman friendly movie. Um, pretty much every yeah. Now that I think about it, every woman in this movie has it pretty rough. The best it. is um, let's see, probably just his wife Molly. Yeah, and then she no. just has. I guess she's just on a beach, but like she has to go through the classic trope of like a cop or detective, uh, you know, it's just it. What I've appreciated thus far about the woman characters in Michael Mann's movies Mm -hmm. is that they don't feel like they are used purely to push Hmm. forward our protagonist. Yes. Uh, they they do feel like they exist in their own right, which is more than you can say for a lot of women characters written by men. Um, hmm. Like, I I, and that. not only do they, it, it feels like Molly had a lot in common with uh, was it Jesse last week? Yeah, mm-hmm. little little bit of a commonality with Jesse, where like she obviously has a real love for our protagonist and wants to stand by. Mm-hmm our protagonist, but there comes a point where they're like, you have to stop what you're doing. You have to commit to me, not this. And, you know, like, uh, so they always prevail as the, uh, pretty much the shining light in these movies thus far. Um, I loved Molly and I, I also loved Reba played by Joan Allen, who, uh, the blind woman there at the end of the, the back half of this movie, a wonderful character who I think, uh, obviously was a little was a little too trusting you know and uh there are there are worse things to be um yeah man take just 
sight is a pretty telling, you know. I mean, just one good look at that guy, and you'd be like, yeah, well, no, I'm not going home with him. Probably. No offense. I mean, no offense. No, yeah, I mean, I mean not just because – it's just the way he holds – just his everything, his cadence, everything about him. Like, whenever – like, all that is saving him from not – from being undesirable mm. to, to Reba is his looks because he is very he's yeah. obviously a very awkward man mm-hmm. he's uh he's not socially adept in any capacity she tries uh. to touch his face and he refuses he's like nope you will not be doing that um mm-hmm. it's just yeah. a it, it's a very i mean like that was uh, in, quite the performance there by tom I noonan to, i was trying to think is he in anything else um, that I would know. I don't. I, I, he felt a little familiar for some reason as well. Um, I do not know. I know him from Cynic Dope, New York. He's very, very good in that. Okay. Um, Doesn't nothing. The Blacklist. No. I, I. My parents used to watch that. That would have been a dip in every now and then. I don't think that right. would have been it. I don't think so. But um, no. I mean, also he, a yeah, very he, familiar name, Tom Noonan. Very, I feel like I see his name a lot. Hmm. Um, very, but yeah, he'll also be in Heat for us. Oh. Uh, he he was in Monster Squad, which I absolutely adore as Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster, I should say. So he's he's a monster. He's a creep. Is he usually a, is he a creep in Heat? Um, is or is he just I a normal? Don't gap? recall particularly him in Heat, and that's mostly because. You know, I'm looking at Bobby De Niro. I'm looking at Al Pacino. I'm looking at this Val Kilmer. I'm kind of distracted. Yeah. Um, don't blame you. But this time around, when we get there next time, because I've only seen Heat once, um, mm. but if I, when, when we watch it a second time, I am certain I will recognize Tom Noonan here because yeah. what a what a what a figure that is a tall fucking man that yeah. is a standout person. Um, man, when they and said I love that he's. Too. We don't even see him mm. until like halfway through the movie, and then the, the back half of the movie is, like... is basically about him. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. a wonder. Which was a I was I was kind of jarred, but it was in a good way. You know, like it's a it's a weird thing to say. Like jarring almost sounds like it has a negative connotation, but like I liked yeah. it. I liked rolling with it. Like when we cut back to Will after we've been with him for a while, I was like, oh shit, yeah, he's that's being right. pursued. You know, yeah, like that's right. It, yeah, there was a weird kind of switch in the movie where um I thought it was just like a little cut to the killer and we'll check in and we'll see what he's doing oh, and it's well. like oh no no we're gonna like stay on this full date see like how this dude thinks i think that was like mainly it is to see like um because i mean obviously this dude's been through something and like he was right like oh, as yeah. a kid like i mean this dude has been through something i don't know what what i don't know what to make of the hand over the mouth cry like i, I get i mean he like she has his or she has her arm over him. She mm-hmm. he takes it off, lays in her chest for a little bit. Is he just listening for her heartbeat, like she did with the lion or the um, tiger? The tiger. Yeah. Is, she, is she is he doing that or is it more of like a like a comfort uh, hold me? He's um, definitely trying to listen to her heartbeat. Okay. Um, and there's there's a lot of weird psychosexual stuff going on. With him, there's this mention where the psychiatrist seems to think he might have had sexual relations with his mother at some point. Um, there, that 
makes a whole lot of sense. And it's just um, a theory based on his behavior. Um, so going with that, you know, I also think the association of listening for her heartbeat is an association with him having uh, sex with his victims who are typically dead. Um, yeah. Which is another thing. So, like, I think it's almost like he's got such this such a strong association between death and mm. sex that afterwards he's like, I hope you're not dead. You know, like, wow. it's such a bizarre like that's kind of how I took it. Um, okay, and I wow. might be misreading that like crazy, Whoa. but that's kind of how I perceived it. Wait, he kind of like. Maybe like that mom thing kind of clicked. A little, like I, I didn't catch that, I guess, or maybe I didn't hear that. But that kind of clicked a few things together a little bit, um, like uh, maybe his motives or like his, like what his childhood trauma was. It, it because it felt like he knew how to deal with a blind person, like he's done it before. The music, mm. and then like the, the poke and walking away, knowing that that's pure torture to a blind person, you know, like mm. for us to see, like, it was like, it's like, whatever, you know, it's like, he's not, yeah, doing, no, he's no, not no, like, yeah, that's a, uh, that was but probably, like, I mean, he does a lot of sadistic shit in this movie, but like, yeah, that's a pretty like, sick fucking thing to do. And I was think like, Ooh, that like, maybe his, like mom, his mother was blind or something mm -hmm. like that. She, he takes advantage of her because she's blind. Um, and and then this is where this is and like because well he worked there at the store with her right is, is she been there this whole time They're I'm like, assuming so yeah because it, it sort of seemed like whenever she said like oh I'm handicapped like I can't see like I'm blind like he kind of was like oh like like it was a moment of like realization like oh wait a minute like I take that, it. I so his relationship to his coworkers, as I perceive it, is that he does not associate with them in any capacity, and almost okay. like he'd been working up the courage to talk mm. to this woman, and okay. he that... paid so little attention to them that he had no idea she can't see. Um, yeah. I mean, how incredible is it that she works in, like, a... Like a, a... Mm. Photo lab? What do you call? It? I don't know what to actually like. What? Yeah, that's photo actually. lab. That's a. Um, I mean, perfect. Like, I mean, like, actually, like a perfect suited job for someone who's blind because you literally can't see in there. That's the whole point you can of those. Stay rooms. in the dark. Yeah, the like time. that's the whole point. I thought that was just like oh, that kind of yeah. kind of checks out. Um, no, yeah, I. Uh, th so when it comes to the the killer here, um, what was it, Francis? Yes, Francis Dollarhide. Dollarhide, oh, wow. yes. Did not Francis catch that Dollarhide. last name at all. Um, that's a first. I uh, I definitely take the the mother stuff differently. I don't think it's a situation okay. where he took advantage of his mom. I think it's a situation where his mom would have taken advantage of him, Ooh. and that um, that makes him have this twisted perspective Ooh. of women and sex and. How I'm assuming I'm assuming he killed his mother. Yeah, I I gathered that. I think like, yeah, it like that was his first victim, and then he goes after mothers. Like it feels Moms. like that is his yeah. that's his fixation. It is yes. he kills he the goes family. after he goes but, after uh, families and kills the parents, but not mm -hmm. the kids. 
Do I, did I read that right? Yeah, I, but like there was, what was the whole thing when he was going through the crime scene and there was like the blood splatter of like the two people in the bed, but then there was also that one like on the wall on the, the side. The smeared one on the wall, yeah. Was, like, it's not been explained. That one, that part was always a little like, that's something that I don't love about this movie is that I think there's a lot that is kind of glossed over and I don't know if that's because it's not important or if it's okay. just uh, like because we don't return to that that he's like a yeah. weird spot on the wall wonder what that is and we don't come back to that um, which is which is not unless we did and I did not connect it to yeah, that no. you know like because I think were, we came to the conclusion the I'm pretty sure there was right? something where the the animal died and the kids buried the animal? They say something about that? That sounds right. Maybe, yeah. Okay. That's the other yeah, thing about serial killer murder mystery movies is that it's the very nature of that job is exposition. So yeah, it's and, just information, information, yeah, and information, like, and it's hard to keep up with. It's crazy, like, their lives. Like, it made me realize, like, I when I was young, I was like, man, it would actually be kind of cool to be a detective. Like, you'd have to get over the fact that you're dealing with crazy shit all the time, and you're you're going to see the worst of the worst. You know, like, you're going to be in the front lines of that and know what happens in your city. Um, but I feel like it would be kind of cool. Like it'd be the closest thing to being like a real life superhero is like being a detective and like, Hey kid, I found the person who murdered your, your mother. He's fucking in jail for the rest of his life. You're right, welcome. Right. You know, I feel like that's, that's some badass shit. And then I watch a movie like this and I realize, no, um, actually I'm good. Um, I don't want to do that at all. I just like to subject yourself to that life is just mm. no. Like, I don't think I'd go as far as to think like a serial killer to get a serial killer. Um, I don't know if I'd go that far, but even just the the real-life job in, in itself is uh, enough. Um, I really, for... I loved uh, the character of Will in this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the more interesting protagonists of, uh, of these movies, you know, like, and, like with Frank, there's a little bit of a you know, <laughs> this back and forth in terms of uh, quality of character, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. and Will has that, you know, it's obvious he has these depths within him that can get fucked up, you know. So there's this yeah. part of me throughout watching this movie before we like officially learn who the killer is, right? where I was going, right? is there some sort of split? identity thing going on and it's also him okay Uh, i thought this was some dexter situation man on the inside you know and and he at at night he's fucking killer mode and he knows exactly what to do to not get caught that's what i was thinking you know the whole time i'm like Mm. this dude's the fucking killer i don't know like i was like i mean because i mean like we're pretty deep into the movie before we realize like before we meet the guy i think at least halfway and there's a part where he looks out the window 
there there's so much imagery of the like reflection and duality and a double i a double thing where mm-hmm. i was like is that what they're going for and obviously it's more about that like dark side light side thing like it still works it's not yeah. like it was a red herring but like uh, i was taking it pretty literally cuz he like looks yeah. out the window at himself yes. and he goes i'm going to get you you son of a bitch yes, uh, dude oh my god that was that was one of my uh, is that the, like in the diner when he's like mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. rain outside he's looking at it in the reflection um that was one of my shot contenders just cuz i thought it was really cool like oh, yeah. he was just staring out out in the window for a little bit like you could tell that he wasn't looking at himself yet or maybe even the camera's focus was outside something on like the street and then it and then it focused on his reflection and mm-hmm. then like it was i don't know i thought i thought it was just really a really cool well we got shot. another just visually fucking Dude. gorgeous movie oh out of michael man here man god it's it's great like it's crazy that we're going backwards um and we've seen like wes and we've seen fincher and then now we're going back to Michael Mann, and then it's like, it's it's crazy going the opposite way and seeing mm. the inspiration after we've already seen what it's. We're seeing the source of of uh, inspiration for of stuff inspiration. we've already watched. Yeah. yeah, no, it's and it's it's palpable, you know. Especially like there's again so many shots that are obviously not Wes Anderson e, but mm. like if you adjust them. The slightest bit. You light them a little different. You you set the character up in a slightly different position, and it's there. You know. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah. No, same just... same with Fincher. There's like those uh that shot through the window where he's looking at his reflection and the rain's coming down. Uh, whenever he's walking through uh that gateway, that was one that oh. I could see both being Wes yeah. and Fincher. It was it was gorgeous. You know, oh, like it's uh was awesome. Um, so like it it makes so much sense that as a visually prolific creator that he has inspired some of the greatest directors living you know um oh yeah it's 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 amazing you know there were there were multiple shots that i was really really tempted to go with um i ultimately landed on one that kind of anchored a emotional resonance and kind of officially made me like not like will i already liked will but like mm-hmm. get him and enjoy the character and his relationship to molly um is whenever he comes she's flown out to visit him and they're up in their room in the like corner Whoa. of the of the room with the corner window there and they're wrapped mm-hmm. up in sheets and they're hugging each other like it's not a it's not a sexually Mm-hmm. driven moment it's just pure intimacy you know like it's yeah. just it's just yeah. care and just love and i absolutely adored it and visually it was blue gorgeous light, uh, yeah like that like kind i don't know it's kind of like this bluish gray mm-hmm. um kind of light and and they they went back to it a few times um it, i don't i feel like it wasn't just that scene there was like another time well maybe it was just in that house uh, the kid being like, "Hey, mom, there's someone outside," or something like. Oh, that. Oh yeah, that's that color palette is really, really good. I'm talking about when they were in DC. Oh. Um, she gets flown out by like his his oh. homie, um, Jack uh, Jack Crawford. Oh. Um, okay, and I they she was there for like a couple nights, and then she gets flown back home. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and it's like it's like really dark and very dimly lit but there's the shimmers of light around them and it's really really intimate but i mm. do love the color palette when they're back in florida i believe yeah um, it seems like florida some beach yeah you know yeah. he's he, that I mean, blue that that protrudes into heat heavily Ooh, um, okay that'll be cool i like yeah. that i liked that color palette that was really I cool i did too dude save sea turtles or uh, mm-hmm. set them up for you know safe safe travels into their next into their life. Um, yeah, I mean, I I had uh, the only reason I had um, Brian Cox as Doctor Lecter on here for character uh, was just because this is my first. I mean, I guess I've seen Silence of the Lambs, but I was probably ten or eleven. Uh, I don't remember anything of it. So this is kind of like my first um, interaction with Hannibal Lecter. Um, at all, um, I had no I I knew I guess he's crazy and he's in jail, but like I had no idea what his stick was or like what his like I knew Frankenstein is or Frankenstein's monster is just a monster and, and like I I got the I get the idea, but with Hannibal Lecter I didn't know I just I just knew it's some guy, um, and I I, I don't know I really thought it was a cool addition to the movie, kind of having like this like Lex Luthor, um. Mm sort of esque villain you know that's that's he's already done his time uh he's in jail but still causing a ruckus uh this dude is a genius um he we rewired a phone called the operator with a stick of gum yeah um and somehow communicated with with francis through a book cipher through a newspaper ad or some shit like the levels that they had to go through to communicate was insane um so i mean i I just put it on there so i wouldn't forget to talk about him because he's not really that big in the movie uh he's Mm. only there for i don't know a couple scenes um but i do love how how it kind of messed with will's head um a lot like how he ran outside and he's like fuck i can't like can't deal with this shit anymore because did i hear right was will the one who put Hannibal Lecter in jail, like he caught, oh, yeah. Him. yeah, like he was the one who, who did him. Is so like, what's the legend of Hannibal Lecter? Like, because I'm assuming this is like an appearance of. Is this normally how he appears, or is he at large usually and like doing his shit? You know, as far as I've I've never seen Silence of the Lambs. I've mm-hmm. never watched the show Hannibal, which is another one he's portrayed by Mads Mikkelsen in that mm-hmm. um love mads mickelson so i'm gonna have to get yeah. around to that but uh i mean, no and anthony hopkins too brian oh, cox God. anthony hopkins mad mickelson some great yeah. actors to be portrayed by um but yeah this character was created for red dragon the novel this is based oh, okay. off of okay. um now obviously i have not read that book but i am not sure do you remember his capacity in Silence of the Lambs, I feel like I recall him just being a consultant. Like he is, he is behind bars. That is oh, how he really? is, how wow. he appears. I don't remember it um, in Silence of the Lambs whatsoever. I don't remember anything about that movie because I all. feel like a big part of that is that, like, uh, and I'm going. I've never seen the movie, so I'm going off of my understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Like Cl- uh, Clarice, uh, Jodie Foster, whoever Jodie Foster plays, okay. um, is like I can't remember if she's a psychiatrist or an investigator or whatever. Um, but she goes to him and tries to understand him so she can understand something else, or maybe she's, I can't remember, but I just looked up like the cast list for silence of the lambs because I was interested 
is there a Will Graham in that movie? Is that is that part uh, of there's yeah. not. Which is interesting. There is a Jack Crawford, which is weird. There's a it, it doesn't appear that there's a uh Francis Dollarhide or a Tooth Fairy or anything like that. So it's I'm I'm interested to see what that fucking book is and What's why it's been adapted. Here? Wait a minute. Yeah, like what is this? This is it seems like a weird like Silence of the Lambs is like a horror movie. Like a completely a different fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. So this is they're just like, oh, that character is cool. Let's put him in this fucking movie. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe that's all it is. Like, cause I don't know. I I take it that this is an adaptation of the book with all the red dragon imagery and all the all that stuff sort oh. of being involved. Um Was Red Dragon written before Silence of the Lambs? Or... Yes, Red Dragon was written in 1981. This movie is based off Red Dragon. It came out in 1986. Silence of the Lambs didn't come out till 1993. Oh, this, this is, is before Silence of. This, this is precedes Silence of the Lambs film. even. So, this so is uh, ever film. Yes, this is the first Hannibal. adaptation of Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Oh, then I was all sorts of screwed up. I thought Silence of the Lambs came first, nope. um, even before this book or movie. Um, yeah, wow. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I definitely have to watch that. Um then to Yeah, just... no, I'm I'm intrigued, you know. I want to it, it's funny that we spend a little time talking about it here, but uh I I I do absolutely it's a classic, you know. People talk about it like it's one of the greatest movies ever made and I've still never mm-hmm. seen it, so I ought to ought to get around to it here pretty soon, but uh Well, yeah, that was my my short reason as to why I included uh Dr. Lecter at, at, in my character just to mention him. So I wouldn't forget him, but I, I am Real going with, uh, with Will, um, uh, with mm. Will Graham. I think. I mean, it, it's the character of the movie. It's definitely the most interesting character. I'd be remiss if I went with uh, Hannibal Lecter as the mm. character for this movie. I feel like that's just wrong. The only other character, I guess, could be um, the killer, which Francis is that right? Yeah, Francis. But like, I don't, I don't like Francis whatsoever. No, but the the character very... exploration of him is compelling, yeah. and I think the performance of it is really, really well done. I think Tom Noonan does a really good job oh there. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, With that reporter, that scene where he's, like, ooh. in the windows, and, like... Yo, yeah, like... when they, like... There is something very, very eerie about this movie, man. Like, I, uh, I watched it last night. I was, like, home alone. Nobody ooh. was here. Um, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I like pause the movie, go upstairs, make myself a glass of water, and like I'm like you know walking out of my room. And, you know, Missouri just recently instituted that like the new electrical bill thing where like you pay by the minute, uh-huh. so yep. every light in my house is off lately, as yep. often as it can be. It's getting uh-huh. dark at like five, so uh-huh. it's like five thirty, and I'm like I'm walking up the stairs, and like I hear a little noise, and I'm like. You know, I'm I, I'm walking up the stairs. I'm watching my fucking back. You know, I, it's it's not a horror movie, but it's incredibly, incredibly suspenseful. Like I, uh, it's you to think. It just it it gets you to think. You know, and and I'm watching the killer. I know someone's not looking out my window with a sniper trained yeah. on me. But who knows? Maybe someone's been stalking my house for the last week, knowing exactly. Exactly. I've got woods behind my house, you know, like the trees, and someone could be up there, and they're looking at the, you know, like the bullshit. Fuck that, you know. Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah. No. It's like it. If it's you know, 
I feel like, I, I mean, I know if a killer were to walk in my room and be like, ah, it's your time, you know, however he's about to do it. I know I'm going to freak out and scream oh, yeah. so badly. I'd want to just be like, what up, dude? I'm chill. Like, I know it's my time. Like, just do what you got to do. Me. Like, yep. take me now. Whatever. Like, uh, or like, and maybe that would make him be like, oh, you know what? Never mind. Um, but <laughs> probably not. Um, Probably not. You know, he's got his he's got his heart set on murder yeah, in this household. It's anything um, like uh, the killer in 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 this movie. I, I don't think there's there's much reasoning um, with them because this dude, get, like, did that? Uh, that was his other coworker that brought. Um, what was her name? Yeah, um, Reba. Reba. It was his other coworker that brought Reba home, mm-hmm. and like. Did they actually even kiss at all? Nope. Like it was just something in her hair or something like that, right? Yeah, something was but, on her face. He yeah. reached for her face. He sees the whole delusion of them getting real intimate, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna Dude. kill them." Yeah, in the what like a uh, a cool sequence, like to show like how crazy he is, like the you know it's all glorified and stuff in in his mind and then like we get back to it and we're like wow what the, like this dude is fucking nuts he just he just picks something he, off her face just, he puts his hand on like the upholstery of the dash and rips off a chunk of it like yeah. he literally is that i mean he's about to go shoot a dude five times in you know point blank so i guess fair enough like he is about to literally go on a, a murderous right um rampage but um just happened to be on the night of the full moon as well he like this was this was the night he was planning to let the month slide by he's a werewolf yes he's a lunar cycle was about to pass he wasn't gonna murder anybody tonight um that that wasn't part of the plan but this guy had to drive the blind woman home this piece of shit um yeah what how does she get home normally Ever, like this is this is it this is the normally somebody somebody takes her home um that dude offered her a ride last time and was like and she was like no it's okay i'm fine and then that's what and then uh francis was like hey ride with me no ride with me no ride with me um so like i don't know it seems that she just turns down the rides every time like maybe a taxi i don't know very um, independent uh reba quite quite i like reba a lot i thought she was really really well performed by joan allen as well i thought that the i love the initiative she took you know clearly mama horny michael you know uh hey i mean to her they're just watching a movie and like i guess silence to her is like it's like it's nice to sit in silence with someone you know i guess Mm -hmm. so i was like okay i guess for her this is kind of like cool and he's being direct she likes that whatever um but man no i think she's just kind of like a wild one because like she wakes she's outside just at staring at the sun dude out just out out in the yard um Mm -hmm. in the morning i thought that was just hilarious i'm like wow um just I mean, I love well, how and, and there Francis, was this, this like, there was okay. this glimmer in Francis during that time. Whenever he runs out there, and he's like, "Are you okay?" You know, he's yeah. like, "Is everything okay?" Um, it's very clear that this man has, yeah, intense attachment issues. Um, man, you know, when am I going to see you again, or whatever? Yeah, like, they embrace in a deep, deep, lingering hug. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it. It was weirdly cute. Like I, no, it's yeah. so weird it, to because, say because you know Reba. Like, like 
there is the chance that Reba is just looking for a good time tonight and she went over to Francis's house and, mm-hmm. you know, like we yeah. have a good time. We go out on the dock. We go, we go out there, you know, but there is the sense that it's a mutual, there's a mutual understanding there where it doesn't feel like it's one sided on Francis's part. It does seem like she's genuinely excited for this thing that they're about mm-hmm. to embark upon. And it felt like the beginning of something, which is also yeah. like, th- that's why whenever he has that delusion, he's like, I've been played. I've, I've been made a fool. I have to, I have to take this anger. Now out. he has oh. to die. There yeah. is no other solution in my brain. Well, Sorry. yeah, and what's what's he was gonna kill both of them? I guess he did. Yeah, so he he walks in, he closes the door. I mean, another part that was intensely confusing is that they do not make it clear that he takes her back to his house. Um, yeah, that's what I was like. I was a little. They're like, scared. we got to get to this address. Go, go, go! And I'm like, they're not there, you know. Like that's that's what I was thinking the whole time. And then they show up and they are there, and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I guess he does have to leave the scene of the dead body he just left in the front yard. Yeah, that, uh, and then like the the logic ends up flowing in. But I was kind of like, there was yeah, this lingering was... sense of like, are they going to the right place? Are they going to get there in time? You know, and then. I thought- Reba was a plant for a little bit. I right. thought she was a blind, not actually blind, and she was going in, being a fucking double agent, <laughs> look, you know, seeing everything. Um, and she just acting blind. Uh, no, uh, so yeah, I was I was going going crazy, uh, some crazy theories a little bit for this movie, but but uh, it very I don't know it's it. It's weird that, like, the turns it takes, like, uh, to focus so solely on Francis for a little bit and just not see any Will at all. Like, Will is well, at I least, think it like, speaks uh, volumes about what the more interesting aspect of the story is, considering we've been recording for a while and we've talked about pretty much exclusively the Francis side of things. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is true. Because, like, Will is pretty easily understood, even though he's a very simple character. Uh, and, like, it's he's not a normal guy, you know? He's not, like, uh, his partner or whatever. His partner's just very cut and dry, just like, yeah, his cap- captain. I like or, I Jack know, a lot. The other, yeah, I like Jack. Jack. Yeah, he's, Jack. He's dope. Um, but, yeah, Will, he's got, he's got some stuff to him, but it's just like, okay, he... He obviously has well, some... he's got an incredible moral compass, you know, like there's a there's a really, really cool aspect of him where I like I don't just enjoy watching him on screen. I like I do respect the guy, which is not something mm-hmm. you get out of a lot of movies. I'm like, yeah, him this is a pretty cool. Store. Like, I love that, you know, he's this is his thing. The guy Jack approaches him at the beginning of the movie and it's like, you've dealt with this thing before. I know it's a big ask, but. We need your help. You're the only person who's capable of this. Um, Can you tell me if Heat opens up with some opening sequence and then two guys talking on a beachfront or something? Because Thief opened the same fucking way. That's there was true. Yeah, he's on the, the waterfront. And then it's bringing a Danish to, you know, guy on the beachfront or whatever. Um, if I recall correctly, Heat doesn't take place anywhere near water. Wait, okay. wait, it might. See, I feel like Michael Mann just 
He loves and now, a it, night. It absolutely does take place near water. Oh, um, if it opens up like this, I love. I, I'd love it if like it's just his thing to open up a movie with two guys talking, talking with the horizon in the background. Yeah, it's, with it's the L.A. I, I thought oh. Heat was Heat is a big city. It's a big city on the coast. Uh, it's it's L.A. So it's um, possible. I'm holding out for it. Um, yeah, Heat I'm, is much more akin to Thief than it is Manhunter here. It actually kind of combines these two elements into something really, really compelling where you are dealing with the thief and you are dealing with the guy trying to catch the thief and how they are. Yeah, it's very exciting. Ah, that's why it's also like almost three hours long. Like it's it's the longest movie he has. Um, Like I like the sound of this. You know, this one sounds good. I've watched four Michael Mann movies now. This fall, I like this movie. I enjoy this movie a great deal. I, I, barring a collateral rewatch, four, four out of four. And I like this movie a lot. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I ended it and it was pretty com- Like, I'm like, okay, Thief, I enjoyed that a little bit more. Like, I'm like, I, I knew Thief was already above it, but it wasn't like, oh, this is, like uh i i hate it like i i hate no, it no no it's it's a it's a perfectly enjoyable movie i have it on like a a pretty old dvd a director's cut of Ooh. the movie by the way which was only i looked up the difference it's hardly anything it's like a couple extra minutes so i don't know what the extra minutes are um but Dang. there's like every once in a while the footage we get like really shabby um and it hmm. felt like and it was like cut in between really, really good, like good crystal clear imagery. So it was like, oh, Michael Mann just really liked that take and he put that in there. And so it's oh. just it's oh, weird. Okay. So like huh. that, sometimes that's what a director's cut is. It's not like, here's another 30 minutes of storytelling. It's like, no, I didn't like what the editors and the producers ended up going with. Here's what I would have gone with. And like that's, uh, hmm. it's that's an interesting cool. little ordeal yeah. there. But, uh, yeah, no, I like watching older movies on DVD um, instead of like Blu-ray or streaming or anything. Uh, it's is uh, it that feel? It it, it does. It gives it this good. little bit more of a yeah. vintage, old school. Okay. Like there's this grain yeah. to it. It's uh, it, it's mm-hmm. it's, and you know, sometimes it does affect the experience to a degree. Like. I thought it was a great looking movie. I thought it was a good looking movie and I enjoyed the way it looked. And then I went to look for stills for the graphic for the episode. And I was like, oh man, this could have been a really, really, really good looking movie. You know, yeah. uh, so that's, that's one of those things that you run into every once in a while when you're dealing with that. But, uh, uh, yes. that's, I don't know. It, I'd say the stills were kind of better in this one than Thief, but, like, there were just some cool-ass dynamic shots in Thief. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. Like, no, I'm, I mean, I'm like, thinking, like, as far as the visuals that. are concerned, I think Michael Mann just takes a bigger swing. I think he's a little bit more toned down in Thief. He doesn't have as uh, dramatic a opportunity mm. to light his sequences, I don't feel like. Like, there's only one epic sweeping scene in thief that i can think of that visually is like wow and it's the heist you know like the heist is fucking brilliant to look at with the flames and all that fucking the sparks gorgeous oh yeah um 
it felt like even in the, we got the classic Michael Mann shot. Will Graham holds the gun up and it, the gun's in focused and he's blurred out behind it just like in Thief. It, um, it works just every time, you know, always, like it, it always it, dope. It never gets old. And like, I'm excited to see if there's one of those in Heat. I can't remember. I, I imagine there will be. be. Maybe um, the constants in every Michael Mann movie, the gun pull focus shot, and maybe it's not two dudes, at least a conversation on a beach, on a, on a beach with the horizon. No, now that we're talking about it, it's, it's not. It, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And if not, it's pretty close to the beginning of the movie. So you're kind of oh, on one there. But, uh, no way. I. What is it on? Is it on? Can I look it up right? It's on Netflix. Holy shit. I can scrub through and I can. Fi- or maybe. No. 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 Let it I happen. Believe it, let it happen. I will uh, it be. I'm not going to know. I don't want to know. It'll be yeah, way better. Nah, heat, man. I, I'm excited for that one. That's the one that I, I said that this is for. That it, this heat's one. Um, mm. But. uh yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. I uh I enjoyed this movie a great deal. I don't think that it's anything uh I mean, I don't I don't want to say it's nothing special that feels dismissive. You yeah. know, like it's it is it's it's very well done. It's extremely good. I think that for a movie where like in Thief we had James Caan and then uh Heat next week we're going to have Al Pacino and Bob De Niro and Val Kilmer and collateral we're gonna have tom cruise and jamie fox and you know like uh all all these names i didn't know a single motherfucker in this movie besides vaguely knowing the name tom noonan you know it was nice it was kind of nice it was nice not knowing anybody it made it feel niche very singular or like yeah it was very like unique it was Mm -hmm. like this felt more real just mm. because I didn't know. And, like, it's not to say that, like, when every time I see Leonardo DiCaprio, it's instantly like, oh, this movie, I know it's not real and whatever. But, I mean, that that is a – I'm not subconsciously reminding myself every time I see a famous person that it's their character. In this mm. movie, I'm just like, this is all I know this person as. So That's they might Graham. as well be the character. That's Francis Dollarhide, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, and it's it is nice, you know, and I think that William Peterson does a phenomenal job. He did the he did get the clean sweep for me as well. Uh, character performance, um, he does oh, yeah. a fantastic job. My uh, and actually my favorite scene, I was already like it's him, but the performance he puts on during my favorite scene is what got me there. Got me there. Um, and it's uh, he recalls the thing that Doctor Lecter told him where uh. You know, when someone uh, does as God does, they they will begin to feel as God is, or they will become as God is. You do it is. as many times. Um, you do it as you keep doing it enough. Eventually, you'll feel as God feels, or something. And that's when he's like, "Oh, wait a second. And then he goes back to the scene of the crime. He analyzes it through a new lens. He sees everything. And the camera work during that sequence was. Oh, fucking dude. amazing it's just like dolly zoom dolly zoom dolly zoom dolly zoom i fucking loved it i love i am a sucker there are two things in a movie where if you utilize it i'm going to be like oh i like that uh dolly zooms fucking love them if they're well done they're amazing 
And the other thing is a split diopter shot. This one doesn't have that, but what? I love a split diopter shot. Um, diopter? Thief had one. Um, it's, uh, so there's like a separate lens on the camera that brings into focus one part of the one part of the screen so like uh in thief the example was when they were on the waterfront and the cops were watching them from afar one of them is like looking through binoculars and he looks back at his partner and he becomes focused while the wall behind him blurs out and then in the distance they're in focus as well um so it it, it's playing with perspective in a really really interesting way mission impossible has a fuck ton of split diopter mm-hmm. shots. Um, I see. Yeah, dolly zoom. I was trying to think of examples. The only one that's coming to mind is uh, Spider Man's the new. Uh, yeah, the No Way Home. New Spidey Sense. Yeah, um, No Way yeah. Home. That was Guardians of the Galaxy Two has one. Uh, it killed me to put that tumor in her head. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Okay. Jaws has probably the greatest dolly zoom of all time. Whenever he realizes his son's in the water. Um and there's something. Hmm. Uh, mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's some. There's some great. Like. Yeah. Sometimes been, they pop up. Okay. But this was... is. There's this really. It's not. It's not a dawning of realization. The fact that it is so prolonged and so like it's what the uh, entire thing is is that it's like recontextualizing his entire understanding of the world around him, and it's a really really interesting way to portray that through that sort. Because he doesn't, it doesn't feel like he moves, but that door gets further away and the wall gets further away and he keeps, he keeps staying in the same spot and the bed's yeah. getting closer and like, it's fucking brilliant. But like the, the visual of the lady laying on the bed and her eyes glowing and her mouth glowing and all that. Yeah. Whoa. Um, um, what? Yeah. Wait, what, when is this? 90 or 86? 86. Yeah, okay. Never mind. I was, I was going to say. No, we're, we ran into something again here where it's clear how Michael Mann likes to end his movies. You know, um, there's hmm. this, uh, this shootout with a different kind of song than the rest of the movie. Yeah. It becomes very exploitation-y and bloody and big and, okay. uh, yeah, hyper-violent sort of thing. Um, and I dig it, you know, but I can absolutely understand why one might not. Um, this one is not as massive a tonal shift as Thief's ending is. Um, it does feel on par with how this movie was going to end, you know, like there's a serial killer. These dudes are hunting him. We're going to end this thing in a shootout. Like that's probably what's going to happen. Um, but like when that cop comes to the door and he's got the shotgun and he like blows him away and, uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was taking him out. Uh, dude was kind of had it like that. Yeah, Will methodology here was fucking stupid. Yeah, uh, dude, him I... charging for the window and jumping through instead of I don't know shooting the motherfucker with the gun in your hand. I don't know if you can oh, break yeah. through that window by jumping through it. Your bullet so, certainly can. So. They're obviously trying to stop him from killing another human, right? So, like, they they were going to capture him. If he was just home alone, they wouldn't just snipe him and kill him, right? No, they no. would arrest him. But yeah. there's a threat of him killing a human right there. So, like, that's 
that's grounds to like drop him, right? Like I'm not like and maybe about not, that. but like at least wing the guy. What what's your plan here? You're gonna jump through the window and because yeah, this dude I mean, six foot cool seven, two hundred twenty five yeah. pounds. You are fucked in a one v one. Undertaker fucking just grabbed him midair, chokes, just threw him. I mean, he like it was like a comic book fight almost. Yeah, he, he, he was unfair again. Like very very exploitation-y once again it gets really uh, hyper realism it gets really a little stuff doesn't seem real at the end when they're going to town on each other the the shooting sequences they all like don't make sense like in thief you have like waiting around the corner it's all slow and then like you know this peek out and like editing is once again really choppy there are moments whenever like you can tell there was a cut in the middle of a take that they wanted to replace. So something like resets and they, they, and it's, it's moments like that where I think this movie has a fuck ton of charm for that reason. But quality wise, that's not good editing, you know, like that's, uh, that's, that's poor editing. It it has to Um, be purposeful. I feel like, like it is to invoke, a fantastical like it is it is yeah no it's it's to make you feel like there is something larger than life happening here um again like and i know i said it a lot last week and i've already said it a lot about this now it's the exploitation films of the 70s it is thoroughly influenced by those in that last shootout and uh yeah like okay it's a common camp that a lot of people fall in with with marvel or superhero movies as well when they're like oh this is the most unrealistic. It, the, no way this would have happened. Um, if this mm. was in real life, here's how it would have happened. It's like, okay, uh, you're in a movie theater, by the way, or you're watching a movie, um, in which you're escaping reality. Usually, that's the point, or to learn a lesson about reality. But usually, to escape, especially in superhero movies, um, I I don't know. I I don't want this movie to end with him putting handcuffs around this guy and then taking him to a prison and locking him up. I want, I want him to go. I want the shootout. I want the excitement. You know, we've been, we've been clearly building to something. Let's get there. Uh, He's got those bullets. He's like, mm -hmm. he gets them from that guy and he's like, yeah, these are right through armor. You know, no problem. You you get these through, you know, doesn't go for the headshot. Uh, He's just pure bang, bang, bang. Thinks about the headshot though. You know, Mm -hmm. he thinks about it for a second and he's like, I got him. You know, yeah. I I think that was enough. Um, no one decides to move the gun for a long time. I was like, I'm like, hey, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the dude's dead, but like, maybe just move the shotgun that he killed eight of you with, like, if ten feet away. Uh, mm. just just a thought. But um, no, I, I like I like the ending of of these movies. Uh, I think they're like I. The music is definitely more jarring than Thief. I don't think it was it was jarring here. I think it fit. No, uh, it fit a little better for sure. Um, and yeah, I, but that is interesting that both movies definitely ended the same way. Um, pretty much. Um, one not with a mysterious walk off. Instead, it's a a very I guess you know triumphant. He's done yeah. what needed to be done. Reunited yeah. with the family. Oh my, um, retired. Like this dude, mm-hmm. oh my god, he put Hannibal Lecter in jail. That it seems like canonically in this universe, that's like one of the biggest like lockups. It seems mm-hmm. I don't know. Like 
Um, this no, yeah, was Hannibal like, Lecter's deal is that he was a serial killer who ate his victims. Yeah, what were the, who are they working for? I guess I've never, I didn't even think about it. Is this like the FBI, the CIA? Like, is this a federal? I believe um, that Will Graham is FBI, uh, if I recall. I think that's the case. Because um, I mean, they have choppers. They have anything they need mm-hmm. whenever they want it. Yeah, fairly um, certain. Fairly certain FBI is what we're looking at. Yeah. Um, yeah. This. I mean, fuck the feds and you know all that shit. But like this, this is like this would be the only cool shit. Um, oh, I love if, if I, I love movies. I love yeah. movies about these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's far and away the coolest thing about them is the movies. Um, yeah, you know, and uh, I, I I appreciate I like Will Graham as a movie cop. You know, one mm-hmm. of my favorite movie cops. I like this guy a lot. Um, really? like he delivers he delivers what is undoubtedly my favorite line where Come on. he provides just this intense humanity mm-hmm. and like I, I kept coming back to that moral compass he has. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's incredible. He's having that conversation with Jack there. Where he says, you know, this all started from an abused kid, a battered infant. There's something terrible about it. And Jack's like, what, are you sympathizing with the guy? And he's like, absolutely. My heart bleeds for him as a child. Someone took a kid and manufactured a monster. At the same time, as an adult, he's irredeemable. He butchers whole families to pursue trivial fantasies. As as an adult, someone should blow this sick fuck out of his socks. I was like, okay. And then he says... Do you think that's a contradiction, Jack? Does this kind of understanding make you uncomfortable? And I think Dude. it's it's probably oh. the exact sort of understanding that a lawman should have. Is that, like, you have to have a degree of empathy for the people who are terrible and have done terrible things. But yeah. you got to recognize that they are terrible and they've done terrible things. Like, there's, there's mm-hmm. obviously black and white. But that's so rarely how things are. Um, Things are pretty much always, there's always a middle, uh, a gray area. And that's, I mean, he brings up like a solid point of like, they um, like manufactured a monster, you know, like every Mm -hmm. child. Like, I like to believe that that we're just kind of, we're not good nor evil, you know, whenever Mm -hmm. we're born. We're just, we're here. We're just like sponges. We are sponges. We just absorb uh we're we're creatures of experience yeah and uh when it comes to the nature versus nurture thing i think there's an undeniable impact nature has but nurture more than anything will influence you far more Um, yeah yeah i mean it it doesn't it's not that big of a leap to uh to think that if if you raise your kid very very gently and very very nicely and very respectfully that that they're going to turn out like a serial killer. Or if you raise them to watch dogfights and, uh, you know, just go and run rampant and do all this shit, it, I'd feel like one one's way more likely uh, to, for, for a kid bomb. to go, go awry. Um, is that – maybe that's where I drew it from, actually, it now that I think his, about took it. His, literally took his kid to a dogfight. Um, yeah, maybe that, that is where I drew – that's crazy. I didn't know it. Um, but that is, that is where I drew that. Obviously none of his kids end up as serial killers, but still. That we know of. Um, yeah, we've only seen that movie. We don't know what happens afterwards. We don't know what happened beyond that. 
What's Chaz Tannenbaum up to? He went fucking nuts. I'll tell you that. Uh, True. You know, there are some people in that family that might actually go a little crazy. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Not as crazy as freaking. No. Yeah. We're 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 dealing with a whole other level here with Francis Dollarhide. Something that can only come about via intense, intense abuse. Um, And I think that they make it clear that he went through some shit when he was a kid, and it doesn't justify. The things he does, which I think this movie does a very, very important job at emphasizing, like with that line, it's it it doesn't justify the things he's done, but it can help us understand it. You know, it can help us get the why Mm. of Mm -hmm. what he's doing. And I think that that's it doesn't make it okay, but it makes it something we can understand, wrap our heads around. It's cool. Like just the the. That it, it it is why I like almost went with Hannibal Lecter, like for the character, is just because that's like that is such a cool use of a character in a movie as like uh just this sick twisted someone who's behind bars and like it's and it, it's helping like uh develop um Will's character completely. It's also just uh, just a really cool like maybe he's the one pulling the strings. I don't know. I mm-hmm. I thought that he might actually be the one doing it as well. Oh yeah, like the whole he gets his address, he writes him, he uh gives him the address back. Like dude, smart as f- this dude like Lex I mean, I, every time I think of Lex, I think of uh Gene Hackman. So like he's kind of dumb, like really. Like he's not hmm. really that smart, but like he 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 is. But like this guy is like actually just very very system, very logical, very um, like that the way he just on that phone call, like just how he handles himself, and is like, oh yeah, no, I'm blah 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 from the report of mm-hmm. of whatever. And, uh, yeah, I I I need uh obviously there's a Rolodex right next to that phone right there. Uh, you'll see it. Oh, uh, put your finger down to G, please and thank you. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, this dude is it's scary. Um, that 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 could even be done in prison. Um, I guess probably probably not that easy to hack a a rotary phone with a stick of chewing gum um i'll leave that one up to movie magic mm. but uh yeah i don't know that's uh I, I love me some hannibal Lecter, but it is interesting that we we are talking much much more about um the killers rather no, than... i mean the investigation is very very compelling and it's definitely what drives this movie forward like without yeah. it this would be a dull movie and I wouldn't want mm. to watch it if it was just about Francis Dollarhide. Um, but mm. anchoring the film with that angle and kind of giving that character the same time of day that you do Will Graham makes the rivalry and the chase much more compelling. Um mm. It's yeah. not a faceless figure he's trying yeah. to hunt down anymore. No and the, the ability leave. to make it a faceless figure for so long, build that suspense, build that mystery, make you want to figure out who it is, then showing you who it is and showing you what he does and how he is and who he is. It gives it gives that chase life again because the chase itself, not fun. The murderer itself, not fun. Them facing off. That's where the mm. shit is. You know, that's where it's yeah. good. Um, 
I think it's what that's where American Gangster, uh, that's where it excels. Ooh. It's it's absolutely where Heat excels. You get both sides. Heat and American Gangster are very very akin to each other for me as well. Um, that's gonna be cool. Like it feels because that's what it was kind of missing. Like uh, from Thief is is like um, it felt it just felt like there wasn't something fully there. And now no, yeah, that like gonna... I appreciate what they decide to do with the cops in that movie, where it's like they want to be cut in. It doesn't even matter that you're doing this thing, and they do end up chasing him, but they never stand a fucking chance, you know. And that's yeah. that's that's also cool. Like that's cool in its own right. Whenever you can show that. I appreciate the worthy adversary trope, which is, I think, mm. is what we're kind of getting into here, what we get into in Heat, what we got into in American Gangster. But mm. when you are just completely washing the people coming after you, also dope. And I think that's what Thief does very, very well. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'll, it'll be cool to see the, the combination coming up next. That's, mm. I don't know, that'd be real cool. But, sorry, could you could you hear that? Um, if sorry, if you heard some dings, okay. Um, but no, yeah, I, I gave I gave Will the uh, the clean sweep as well. That quote, um, it was it, like it was instantly uh, the quote. Mm. Like right when he said it, I was like, all right, pulling out the phone. I'm 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 uh, entering this one in, and I I see you had it in there. Um, I don't know. I I and I was like waiting uh, for another quote, like the whole movie, and it. You know, there was there was some like there was some deliveries that were good, um, and it's I think yeah it does come from my scene actually. Um, scene I ended up going with is whenever he he puts the two and two together of like the video store, mm, like yeah. you've seen these videos. That's how you know. Uh, call the guard. Um, tell tell me what labels on that fucking real and that's like yeah. yeah okay and it's like go to the other one it's like oh no different store and he's like peel back that him, label tell him to take the label off he's at the window he's like posted up one hand on yeah. the wall like one hand not touching the window him. and he knows he's fucking yeah. got him. it's like he's like putting one hand like close to the window but not touching it he's like he's just waiting he's like just i don't know like i feel like he's waiting to like tiger woods like you know just fist bump like <laughs> like just celebrate yeah. um but like yeah he just knew he knew like oh i mean this is this is exactly how he fucking did it like yeah, it's mm. we got him you know it, it it's the we got him moment and ladies and gentlemen we I got love him. that and i guess right before that i was talking about the other line uh would be like he was like don't tell me about what's late and what's not. We're going as late oh, as yeah. I fucking say, and you won't say anything about it or whatever. And then he's just like, all right, well, whatever. Cool, whatever. You know, I guess he was like, I just really wanted to go home. When he's like, then you ought to get the fuck out of here. He's like, I was out. I was, and then you came and got me, and now I won't fucking rest. So don't tell me yeah. when it's too late. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and that's, if you're going to do that, that's the fucking attitude to have, bro. Like, Jack, what the I'm fuck do you mean, Jack, Jack Crawford? Let's just wait he another said, month, see who he kills he, tonight. What the fuck? That was his his reasoning to go home. It's like, it's 1130. It's the full moon's tonight, dude. 30 minutes left in the day. Like, he hasn't killed anybody. It's obviously not going to happen. It's like, really? Well, like, he Are actually you? says, like, if he does, we'll be there. It'll be the freshest crime mm. scene we've gotten. We'll be able to do some. We'll be able to do more than we've done so far. True. Yeah, it's like maybe this is the one night you work a little late. 
you know, yeah. um, out of the month. Um, I'd say this this would say be this the, is the one where you you take it right up to the point where you can't work anymore. Yeah. And he's man, what a weird um thing freaking he's got going on with the moon and the i mean is the red dragon it seemed pretty devilish um just uh imagery i don't know i i i was not picking up on this red dragon um like what is this a cult that i missed is this like uh or just for the book is this i don't know i think it's just uh i think it's just something he's kind of it's a foreboding imagery that he asks. Doesn't he ask the reporter about it? He's like, are you familiar yes. with the red dragon? You know? Uh, yeah. Um, I think it's more an intimidation thing. Like he's, it feels like it's his mod or like his, his code of ethics though, you know, like, or mm. something like, it seems that that this is what like, or who he worships or like, um, I don't know. Like I took it to be, uh, and I think this can kind of go with the worship thing, as with the you know when you do as God does, you become as God is thing. Um, I think he believes himself to be the red dragon, and I think there's this sort of uh, righteousness he feels in his actions, and he wishes. There's also this thing that wishes he was the red dragon. Everyone's calling him the tooth fairy. You know what I'm saying? like that's true and he oh that's true he's like i need you to tell the truth mm -hmm. um to these to these people didn't he just kill him though yeah he set him on fire and sent him down a uh down a parking garage like what to his car there was that there oh oh, dude i loved that imagery too i was waiting I was I was waiting for someone to like walk up to the car because you're sitting with that security guard. He like turns around the cars in the background. He's just sitting there. You're expecting something yeah, there. And then he turns around and gets horrified whenever he sees a fully engulfed in flame human rolling down the ramp. Like when he looks up and there's like that soft glow, I was like, oh, he's sending a car on fire down the parking garage it's scary nope whole ass person on fire uh just immolated uh and like i will i i said that this is my four out of four again i love this movie like i had a i had a genuinely great time watching it uh it's one of those movies where i I bought the DVD because I knew we were going to cover this, but it's one of those ones now where I'm like, I'm so thankful I own this. I'm it's, so thankful that like, this is one of those movies where if I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. You want to watch Manhunter? I've got it right here. It's one of those ones where like, we talked origins Wolverine last week. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. I watch that again. I will watch Manhunter again at some oh, point. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, definitely. No, this is, it. this is like, out of the d directors we've done, I feel like this is the most um, interesting to me because it is – it's so fresh. I don't know any of it at all, but it's crazy how much it has inspired. Like in how um, – I don't know how I haven't, haven't seen this style before. Like know of, of Man. Um, and even though Manhunter is below Thief and like it, it is pretty comfortably below Thief, it's still like – in this tier of movies, that is like that was just a great movie. Like it was like how it was made. It made me appreciate the art of movies. It was a good movie in its own right without it's that all of Guillermo that. Guillermo del Toro quote: "When a movie can be a movie 
and a film, you've hit something special. Yeah, I think this I is think, one of those. Yeah, this is it, it had that film feel to it. That's for sure. Um, I think I don't know. And, and Thief maybe just had I don't know what the extra pizzazz necessarily was. Maybe it is just a a a very the main character is a lot. Yeah, I mean, like that's a character movie. piece, and it's done um, yeah, exquisitely well. Watch it's and the there's specific- an underdog aspect to it where you don't think he's going to make it out of the situation he's in, and he overcomes mm-hmm. it. Whereas, like with this, it's yeah. Again, you feel like you're on equal footing. You don't know who's going to come out on top, mm-hmm. and that makes it exciting. Um, yeah, but there isn't an underdog per se. You want someone to win, and you hope he wins. You don't know that he will, but he very well could. You know, like that's the that's the other thing. So like, it's just a, it's a really it's a really interesting dynamic they strike up here between Francis Dollarhide and uh, Will Graham. I uh, mm-hmm. I enjoy it a great deal. But uh, yeah, yeah. Is there uh, is there anything left? Is that it? I think I think we've kind of covered it all. Um. Oh, that was the other thing. I knew I wanted to cover the beaches, the beach, and two dudes. One other thing. Um, is there going to be another minuscule role from this to the next? Does does man keep, you know, like, what you know, it's like every director kind of has their group of people. Yeah, uh, but no, maybe I, like uh, Tom, Tom Noonan, he's, he's in heat. Um, no way. Francis Dollarhead, yeah. Minuscule though, or is it like he's? I'm pretty sure he has a role in Heat, but it's not like it's so. William William Peterson had that microscopic role in Thief, which Mm -hmm. uh, I noticed him in Thief, and I was like, that guy looks so familiar. Why do I know who that guy is? And then I started this movie, and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me! It's just because I've thought about watching Manhunter before. That's crazy. Yeah, I, so, I, want it, I want it to be. I guess so. It went from a microscopic role to a bigger role. So that's what happened. Well, I guess the killer in this one going from there to there, it's kind of the same. Yeah, no, 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 but no, I really no. want my guess. I had a guess for a microscopic role that, but I just was like, I want, I want it to happen. I was thinking about it after you texted me, and it's just the cop. Um, there's a cop. That they're on the phone with whenever they know his address. Um, and, and he's the cop that's like, all right, boys, let's go. He's on oh, the phone. Oh, yeah. No, he's also, um, I feel like that he dude's was... a great fucking actor, actually. Let me, really? uh, because I don't, he had a look to him where I'm like, he could be in another movie. I don't know why. I, it, it like, he was an extra. In yeah. This... It's Frankie, it's Frankie Faison. He's a, he's a no incredible actor who's been in, uh, coming to America, do the right thing. White chicks. Uh, Please tell me he's in Heat. No, he's not. Okay. Um, he was in Grey's Anatomy. Um. Wow. Yeah. The Blacklist as well. What's up with the Blacklist? Showing he was up? in There's the like... movie Hannibal. Oh. What year did Heat come out? Do you know off the top of your head? Heat, 95. 95. Uh, Frankie, wow, he was, he was in Silence of the Lambs as Barney. Yeah, he was in Hannibal as Barney as well. Wow, okay. Uh, but sadly not Heat. I was really hoping, um, just another small role would, would make it. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, there was another really small role in this movie by Chris Elliott, um, who is in the scary movie, movies with like the tiny hand, that's his thing, um, and... Uh, How I Met Your Mother. He's uh, 
he's Lily's dad and how I met your mother. Um, Groundhog Day, something about Mary, one of my favorite comedic actors ever. And he's just like a tiny fucking role in the offices where they're talking about the investigation. Like that's, uh, hmm. he's just one of those guys. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What, what's some, just some weird crossovers here we got going on. But, uh, I don't know. Next movie, it seems a little more familiar. The names uh, will be a little, a little more. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll he know. will be. Uh, that'll be fulfilling, um, to to say the least. If you'll recall, I had that one. I've watched that movie once, and I watched it mm-hmm. while we were doing our top one hundred project. And I made the choice to scratch something oh. and include it. I had Heat okay. in our top one hundred project. Okay. Um, I'm glad. Yeah, because this, this, uh, uh, my guess, um, right now, Manhunter is at, at the bottom, then it's Thief. I'm assuming I will like Heat more than, than Thief. I usually don't go into movies like that, but just hearing that it's like this combination and, and knowing who's gonna be in it, um, and, uh, I, this is the one out of his movies that I've just heard the name of. Um, I've heard just Heat. I've heard, Heat is a good movie. Heat is good. Um, I've heard that. That's all I know. Um, so yeah, that that will be will be good. But I think I think that covers it. Other than the two dudes and the beach at the beginning of the movie, if that happens in in Heat, I'm gonna lose it. Um, and another microscopic role. That's that's all I I had to make sure I got to. But okay, yeah. Now to think of. What this, what's, Thief was an 875, so there's, I guess, the ceiling for enjoyment there. Um, lower than that, 825 is social network. Um, if I'm being honest, I think I'm south of social network. I don't think I like this quite as much as social network. Social network had, it was, it had, it was, it had a little more, more, um, substance to it mm-hmm. during during the watch. So okay, let's see. Are there is anything? Have we given anything lower? An eight. King of Comedy. King of Comedy got an eight. I think Rushmore uh, or no wait, Rushmore and Bottle Rocket are like eight five and eight seven five. Um, mm-hmm. They are. So eight. King of Comedy is the only eight. Um. It's this kind is probably of, on the same level as King of Comedy. I don't think I like it less, but I don't think I could tell you I like it more. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty equal. It is just a a weird... Yeah, we gave The Prestige an 8 yeah. as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, The Prestige is an 8? Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I mean, I'm, I like The Prestige more than this, probably. If I had to be honest, um, but if we're I, being fair here, I think I was the powerhouse there behind the eight. Mm. Uh, I think I think I talked it down quite a bit. I do like the prestige quite a bit. Um, yeah, you know, I would probably watch the prestige sooner than I would this again, though. That's true for me, um, but I, I do like the prestige a whole lot more hmm. than most. Um, may, 
is this the lowest? Is this a seven seven five? I it, putting it on the same level as After Hours felt okay, but the Prestige kind of threw a little wrench in there. Yeah, um, and, and maybe the, all that means is that the Prestige should be it should get a bump more so than. Is it on uh, the same level as the Social Network though? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't no, actually. Yeah, know I wouldn't. That. I wouldn't say that. So like, uh, I think it is actually know? fair. It's it. You know, I I think it, I think eight is actually kind of fair for the percentage. Okay. Then then does that make this a seven seven five for you? I think it's gonna have. I'm. I mean, it's either an eight or a seven seven five. Um, okay. Um. I'll. I'm cool with either of those. You know, like uh. Because I mean. I guess that I'm not far and away the most enjoyable thing about this movie is the way it looks. You know, I, I, I was, I was riveted. There was this eeriness, this, uh, suspense. Um, I wasn't glued to it though. You know, there wasn't this thing that made me like, but it wasn't a slog, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say that like, (laughs) Well, I wasn't glued to it, yeah. but it wasn't like I was out of it. No, I was in it. Yeah, it was it's, cool. It's this um, weird. We're like along for the just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Like we're just. I, I don't find myself emotional mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, no. You know, yeah. yeah. I I I say I, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like seven five seven seven five. Um, yeah, yeah. I because it, it'll make up like critically. That's I was I I was more of like thinking like man this is just such a well made movie that's that, very like, well I, made yeah that, but like I don't know, for enjoyment wise it it's just not a strong suit no yeah uh, I say we go seven seven five I think that's fair that would be the lowest that we've ever gone yeah and I mean like if we're talking about the movies that we've covered in this yeah. project probably is, is my least favorite movie here you know yeah. it is just the truth here. Um, I hadn't really been thinking about it that way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I can comfortably say I don't think it is critically the worst. No, um, no. In fact, I think we're we're around that nine company. mark on this one. Yeah, like it's it's in it's in good company. That's that's uh, Lady Bird, Prestige, um, Gangs in New York. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Killer. I like it. I like a nine. Let's see, nine two five would be Social Network. I think if we're gonna go anywhere, I think nine's at ceiling. I think eight seven five yeah. would be the other place to go. Shutter Island, after hours. Um let's see. That would still be north of the French dispatch. That would be north of Life Aquatic, Royal Tenon Bombs, Rushmore, Bottle Rocket. Mhm. Yeah, I like eight, an eight seven five or a nine. Yeah, I say I say eight seven five. I don't think I can comfortably tell you it's as good as Gangs in New York or Lady mm-hmm. Bird. Um, but Shutter Island that feels fine. You gave Fight Club an eight five. Fight Club, yeah. Okay. Then I. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I guess visually, I think this is 
It's a better. It's, I mean, it's a better movie visually. It's like it's a it's a gorgeous movie visually. I think that whenever I'm thinking about the downsides of this rating, it comes down to editing. Um, I think that the editing is really really sloppy at points. Um, some storyline like things that seemed like they would be storylines just kind of. No, nah, there's like there's stuff that seems like blood. it's lost in the plot a bit i think that uh, that is the point i don't know it's just evidence that they're dealing maybe it is just supposed to be evident i don't know um something but you would you would think in a serial killer movie where we see the detective figuring everything out Mm -hmm. we would figure everything out but yeah um i don't know i I think 875 is fair and that would so too would shake it out to an 842 uh, so Pretty 80, strong there. Which let's see, we have an eight five that was poison, an eight four two the rat catcher, um, another eight five the so it looks like the the shorts all were around this eight five mm-hmm. range. Uh, that so puts that's... it north of the Royal Tenenbaums, Rushmore, and Bottle Rocket as well. Mm-hmm. Um, A little bit below the Prestige. That was an eight seven. Just uh, barely below I... Isle of Dogs. I think yeah. Um. I think it's sitting where where it should. Yeah, this yeah. Seems, About seems 5% right. lower than Barbie. Yeah. Hey, I'm watching Barbie first. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. Then, then Just Man an Hunt. enjoyable movie, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. And I don't know, but uh, Man has been very surprising, like surprisingly critically good um, every time. Like I did not expect... Um, him to have the same feel as me watching a Wes Nolan Greta venture, yeah. Like I, I don't know, I, I just I didn't I don't know why. Um, I didn't I didn't give him the credit he deserved. But um, after these Probably two, just, it, the most unfamiliar, you know, mm-hmm. the, the one that you you'd heard the least about. So yeah. why would it? Why would he stack up to the ones you have heard about? And I think that uh, I think he does, and then some. And I don't think we're gonna. You're going to feel much differently going forward, you know. I think that uh, with Heat, we're looking at a critically well-made, enjoyable-ass movie for me. Um, And then Collateral, I'm excited to revisit it. I remember it being extremely fun to watch, but I don't remember it standing out uh, critically for any particular reason. But it was such a fun fucking movie to to Hmm. take in. So I'm excited for it. But uh, I believe with that, we can conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. If you would, head to Twitter, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast, follow on Letterboxd at pennybloompod. Got a nice comprehensive list over there of every movie we've ever covered and, uh, all sorts of other shit if you want to keep up with what I'm watching and uh, tons of tons of lists. I I love lists. I, I I love stats. I love lists. I've been making lists since I was like five. If there was like a fixation I had when I was five where I would just list shit. I'd be like, how many of this thing can I think of? And then I'd list it. So Letterboxd is like made for me. Uh, I love that mm-hmm. shit. Uh I recently did, I just did a list last night of like directorial debuts, my favorite directorial debuts. Um, they look so like good with the alternate, alternate posters as oh, well. Oh, they look gorgeous. so good. Every time. Uh, so yeah, Letterboxd, that's a, that's a wonderful resource and fun little content machine over there. Um, 
If you would, leave a five-star rate and review and continue to download. means a lot. Um, we've had a, we had a great November. I believe we might be, we're close to out of November now. I think this is the last, mm. uh, man yes. episode. This will be, this will the, be last the last episode of November. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unless we have something super spontaneous on the 30th. Yeah. Something random that we, we have to discuss. Um, yeah. but the next time we see, uh, it will be December. And I'm uh, I'm very very excited about that. Where we will continue wow. our comic book movie journey through film with Iron Man two. Um, we are also currently rewatching uh, Game of Thrones with our rewatch podcast. Winter is blooming. That continues on Monday with season six episode. That'll be what episode five. The door. Yes, the door. The door. Uh, yeah. We don't want to spoil anything for you. If you have not watched Game of Thrones, do not tune in. That's the bottom line. Um, if you have, hardly think of a better show for you on our podcast besides that one. Um, the shit. I, it's a very comprehensive show. We do full episode breakdown, scene by scene. Extremely fun stuff. We do the same favorites and everything that we do here. Um, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um let's see. We continue the man spotlight next week with the movie we've been talking up the whole time. Uh, heat yeah. i'm very very excited for that one um and we're we're intensely awaiting ferrari at this point which is now a good month out i believe that'll be the 20 december 27th so mm-hmm. in, in a month that'll be the movie we're discussing here on the pod wow um, and i'm very very excited so well, ah, we're covering a lot of time um in this one um a lot yes. of going very very back uh, I guess Scorsese. yeah. With the when it came to Scorsese and Anderson, which are the closest ones in terms of amount of movies, we doubled up Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday, Friday. So now we're doing five movies in anticipation of that sixth, and it's going to take six fucking weeks, uh, which is longer than the Wes Anderson show took us, and we covered eleven movies mm. there. So. Oh. Uh, that's not. I was referring to time as in uh, literal time from first release of the movie. That's also true. To brand new. Yeah, 42, 42 uh, years. And I guess uh, King of Comedy was also, you know, clo- that was still, is that 80s or is that? I believe um, that was 80. Yeah, 19, 1982. 80. Okay. So, but, but, uh, Thief, you know, I guess it's, it's always nice. I, it is cool to see the slow progression of of like film over time, uh, but, but the same director. Um, so just, a overall, just the best project we've ever done. I think quite easily, um, is this one. So man, you know, a nice finish out on the year as well. It really, it really just fit well. Uh, it did. No, it did. I, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Michael Mann is, uh, it's been a pleasure, and I'm excited to wrap that up. And who knows what'll happen into the beginning of 2024? We got a, we got ideas. In mm-hmm. fact, I outlined like the first four months actually, so mm-hmm. I know exactly what's coming at true. the beginning of 2024. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it'll be exciting. Um, yeah. With that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It is always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Remember, peace, love, 
and bloom. And if one does what God does enough times, one will become as God is. <laughs>